We always do this too. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome back to episode 19 of the Jungle Podcast. I'm Carter. I'm Steven. And today, you know, Matt, again, he had family shit, but it's okay. He's a, he's a busy guy. He's a busy guy. He does this on the side. We uh, <laughs> are no lifers. We, this is us. <laughs> this is us. Hey, us. <laughs> speak for yourself. My life is very busy. I'm sorry. Are you work right now? Plenty of games. You're nope, but I'm playing a lot of video games. Nope, but I'm playing a lot of video games. Speaking, speaking busy of enough. which, you got the, mm. the Oculus Quest 2, right? That's what it is? I, I did. This, uh, this show it off too. Beautiful thing. Yeah, show it off with my shitty webcam because <laughs> I can't get my actual camera to work. But yeah, no, I got that thing. Um, had it for like a month and a half now because it came out like mid-October. It's just, it's awesome, man. Like, it's not a replacement for traditional systems. Like, I I'm still playing my PlayStation a ton. Mm -hmm. But the experiences it offers are just so unique. Like, it, it genuinely feels like when I play it, it's like, oh, wow. This is like, I, I see this being the future of, of gaming like this level of immersion is just like it, it, it's not even comparable i i don't know whether or not this will become the only future if there will always be a place for traditional gaming um that's a bit harder for me to say but i i definitely see this becoming a, at least as mainstream as traditional like on a monitor gaming is yeah yeah, I mean, you were just trying to get me to to buy one, even though I just yeah. Well, I want someone. Computer. I want someone to play with because I mean, even just like solo experiences for yourself are more fun. But the social element of playing with other people and being able to like look around and like because it's all like spatial audio. Yeah. Like yeah. if some you know as you're turning your head, it. it it's realistic where the audio is yeah, coming it's from. Like it's where they are standing compared to where you're standing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so like that combined <clears throat> with actually being able to see a, a physical figure and see their reactions because you can see their hands and head move with the headset and controllers. It just, it, it's a level of social interaction that is not comparable to traditional gaming. Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy hanging out in a party and just chatting. But whereas that feels kind of more like you're on a phone with someone. Yeah. Like this feels like you're actually hanging out with them because there is a dimension of physicality. Yeah. What What is that game that uh, you see? It, it, the fucking Kermit suicide meme comes from it. Have you ever seen oh, that? I I don't think I've seen the meme. You've never um, seen that? Oh I don't my think God. so. They're like chilling on a rooftop and they're just like talking and he's like, he says something. He's like, I'm going to go commit suicide. And then just like jumps off the fucking building. It's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what, one of the most, maybe it's this game though. One of the most common games that you see like for a VR space is Rec Room, which yeah. is not a VR exclusive game, but it is uh, often played in VR. That's just... It's a game about having social spaces and like playing mini games, be it like paintball or pool or whatever. Like it's just, it's one of those larger games with a bunch of smaller recreational games in it. Yesterday I was playing fucking Top Golf, which I, I bought as a putting game. Like that's what it originally was, but they updated it with like a traditional Top Golf setup where you're like on the um, 
God, what do you call it? Like where you're golfing off the top of a, a range, hitting it into a driving range. Into, driving range. Thank you. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember. <laughs> you were, the you were halfway part. there. I had it. Yeah, but you're on a driving range with up to eight other people, um, and there's like a big lounge area and TVs around the lounge, and you can play your own music. Like it's somehow connected to YouTube Music, so you can play your own music on all of the screens in the lounge. And each player sees their own selection. So you can put your own playlist on. You have the music video up. You're listening to your music. You're listening to everyone else as well. Like, it, it's wild how real it feels. Not in terms of like, oh, everything looks so realistic. But just in terms of emulating an actual environment. Like, it just feels kind of normal and natural. Yeah. Man, that that music feature would be so, so clutch for when you're playing with Jack. This dude always just blasts <laughs> music into his fucking mic. It's either that or if we're on Discord, he'll use like a, a the Discord bot to like play music. And I just have that yeah. shit muted. I can't. He always plays the fucking weirdest music. <laughs> yeah. So here it's like everyone does their own thing. So it's like no one's going to fucking judge you for your music selection. It can be nice to have the option of like playing it as the host for everyone. Yeah. But this literally came out like two days ago. Like it's very early um and they've already like said they're gonna add a bunch more like other little mini games and stuff and it's just and it's wild because the game only cost like 17 dollars or something like it was a fucking cheap game full price it's only like 20 some like 26 or something like that and they're just like they've already added significant updates with a bunch more planned and it's wild because that's normal for vr games like they're all like they're all pretty cheap, relatively yeah. speaking, and they keep getting regular updates. It's like, I don't even know how this is sustainable, but I kind of love it. Like, once you're yeah. in, it's really easy to build up a lineup. That's just or what to they're build doing. A they're, library. they're just trying to create, like, a big following so that they mm. can just get everybody in their own little matrix with their, like, tailored experience. <laughs> and then they're just going to, like, take over the world that way. It's Facebook, man. It's all part of the plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, fucking Oculus it Plus is. is now Facebook, dude. Well, here's the thing. Oculus has been Facebook for, for years. I didn't realize this. Oculus was originally a Kickstarter. It went from being a Kickstarter to being a billion-dollar company sold to Facebook, which is wild. But it's only now that Facebook is really starting to, like, kind of shove their own shit into Oculus, where you can't make an Oculus account now. You need to log in with your Facebook account. Yeah. Like, if, if you don't use your Facebook account, you cannot use an Oculus Quest 2. Like, that. that's the only way to use it. If you previously had an Oculus account, you can continue using it with their older headsets for, like, a few years before they force you to switch over. Which, like, honestly, I don't hate because I, I definitely get that people don't want Facebook so closely tied with shit because no one likes facebook yeah but i appreciate that it's more obvious to the consumer now like i feel like before now a lot of people have just bought like an oculus headset and not realized oh this is facebook i appreciate that it's at least more obvious now to consumers that hey you're buying a facebook product you've been buying a facebook product but now it's clear to you that this is what you're buying it's on the box it's on the login screen like you it's unavoidable and if that's not a company you want to do business with 
you know where it's coming from now yeah see in terms of vr like in until i can play like just about any game like until i can hop in to like spider-man and play as peter mm-hmm. parker or miles morales with the vr headset on mm-hmm. i just if there's not compelling enough you know if i can swing sure. around new york as spider-man that's some shit i'm i'm trying to play you know what i mean sure yeah i mean that for me like that was a reason until now i never got a vr headset is because i never thought there were enough compelling experiences there were some like don't get me wrong like beat saber uh like half-life alex like there, there were some good games. Um, I guess Half-Life Alex isn't really a fair one just because that's a, a, a newer one. But like Beat Saber is a few years old now. And it's like, yeah, this is cool, but I'm not getting a headset for one game. But now I feel like it's reached a point where there's enough unique experiences and the cost is low enough. Because if you buy like a high-end VR headset, like the one that Valve makes, yeah. that's like $1,000. And that's like, that. you have tracking beacons, you have your headset that's like wired into a computer. Like it's a big high-end setup but it's the best experience you can get in terms of just like uh, technical fidelity and tracking but this the quest it's only four hundred dollars you don't have any wires or anything no the quality of the tracking is not the same and yes when it's not connected to a computer uh you are more limited with which games you can play but there's enough experience like i don't have a vr ready computer but there's enough experiences on here that just run on this totally wireless headset that I'm like, you know what? It's at the point now where it's a reasonable cost to buy in and a, a reasonable selection of games. There's like four star Wars games, um, which is like kind of funny. Like these are like the only games Disney makes in house. Like they like gave up on making games, but just kind of like as a side hustle, they make VR stuff. You have um, the climb from Crytek, like the developers that did Crisis and Rise, Son of Rome. Mm-hmm. They've now moved to doing VR games, which is a rock climbing game in VR, and it's really fucking cool. Okay, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it's really cool, yeah. It's and it's a few years old now, um, but they're releasing a, a sequel like next month. Um, and yeah, it's just it's really cool there's a few locations there's like the alps there's like a canyon and there's um kind of like a more like tropical um island environment and it's it's really cool i just want to live out my dream of being alex honnold and soloing el cap (laughs) (laughs) that'll be the dlc that'll be the dlc yeah dude could you imagine though if they actually made that dlc like that's definitely they could sell that they could sell that that'd be so cool except it would just be on like like there's like different difficulty levels and then there's just like the difficulty level that you just you pay to lose it's not pay to win it's pay to lose (laughs) but yeah it's like it's such a unique it's like i can't imagine that game on a normal system something like beat saber i can i think it's cooler in vr but i can see that on a normal system i can see how that would make sense something like the the climb I would not be anywhere near as worthwhile an experience without it. Like just being able to look around and like even peer around like corners of like, okay, I need to like look around and see where my next like rock that I'm grabbing is for jumping. You can jump with a button, but you can also just like either like shove yourself off the wall and grab like a wall behind you or like push yourself up or whatever. Like I never use the button because I just make the actual jumping yeah, motion yeah, yeah, and yeah. reach for it. Well, it just feels um, natural. It does, yeah. It's and that's the thing. It's so much more fun to to do that. 
and to look around and just see everything and like look down see like a giant drop below you like it's just it's really cool don't get me wrong the like graphical fidelity especially on this one because it's a four-year-old game is not especially high but it doesn't even really matter because it's still just fucking cool like it looks good enough that it's just like oh man this is this is sweet so yeah i don't know i think i think it's really cool i think it offers a lot of solo and especially multiplayer experiences that just are far beyond anything uh, a console could offer. And I think it's, uh, I think it's hit the point now where it actually makes sense for, for kind of the mainstream to, uh, to pick it up. Yeah. You know what I, I'm surprised we haven't seen, well, maybe because it's been a little bit too expensive, but I'm surprised we haven't seen like a lot more VR cafes and like, cause you know, you got like mm. something like laser quest where like you mm. just have like a big warehouse. You just, people i mean that's pretty cheap to do but mm. like being able to have like even like a 4d you know how like disney has their like 4d stuff where they'll have like wind and they'll spray shit mm-hmm. if that was a thing but in vr dude mm-hmm. take my money just all fucking spend hours there well it's interesting there was this place called the void i think it's probably the closest to what you're describing where it was big warehouse with actual physical props hmm. so all their um, games were tailor-made, like, either by or for or in collaboration with them. Sorry, where and where is this place? So they're a chain. They have a location in Edmonton. They have one in um, downtown Disney, Orlando. Like, they, they're in a few different places. Um, and so if you're playing, like, they had a Star Wars game, you could, like, see a blaster and pick it up, and it would be an actual, like, blaster prop in real life that you're picking up. Um, and, you know, like, the VR rig was just carried around as a backpack, so you were completely independent uh, of any, like, uh, larger extensions or anything. So I, I think that was probably, like, the most immersive VR you could do. And I just found out recently they went out of business because Disney um Uh, (laughs) disney of course here's the thing disney worked with them on a star wars game a marvel game a wreck it ralph game they had a good relationship and i don't know the details of this but for whatever reason disney uh sued them saying that they infringed on their copyright and they shut down um like disney shut down the voids downtown disney location in orlando and i think uh, like on a larger scale I, I think that company either has gone or is going out of business at the very least they've they've lost like their disney games which i imagine were probably their biggest drivers like a, a star wars vr game or an avengers vr game hell yeah so i i think they're uh yeah they're they're in trouble right now i think last i read they were trying to sell off their assets so not completely out of business, but in the process of shutting down. Okay, I'm about to fill your pants with poo. There is a place in Calgary called VRcade, and it's it's in uh, Deerfield Meadows, right by Costco. Yeah, they have three locations, and oh, there's a okay. Batman Arkham VR. There is. That's a PlayStation game. The thing with places like that is they're literally just giving you consumer ah. like VR rigs and consumer VR games, and you're just renting them. The Void was like specialty made experiences <clears throat> with like a warehouse. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. That, which is why it's so weird. unfortunate that yeah, which is why it's so unfortunate that this place went out of business. Is like it was 
like the one successful like version of that. What's oh, up? What's there's up? a Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home virtual reality there. Abram, after COVID, yeah. we're going. We're going. <laughs> that was another PlayStation thing. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I like heard about short... that. But the fact that they have it. I don't think it was a game, though. I think it was just like a passive, like you put the headset on and watch kind mm, of thing. That's lame. Yeah. I'm waiting for the game, though. Like, imagine, like, the triggers, man. Like, yeah, uh, you just, like, swing out and, like, oh, yeah. man. You would get dizzy so quickly, but, like, nah, that'd be so that. cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, I was getting, it took me a while to get used to, like, just climbing in vr like even on ladders the first time i went on a ladder in vr i was like holy shit because it's like i'm reaching i'm pushing myself down and you're moving in the game but now in real life i'm just like holy fuck what like because normal movement some games support normal joystick movement but most games um default to teleporting where it's like i want to go to this location and the screen will like just instantly move you there. Ah, okay. Because people get dizzy moving traditionally. So, yeah, climbing in VR just, like, messed me up. I can't even imagine swinging. You would probably go, like, 10 feet and just fucking puke. <laughs> just so not used to it. Yeah. So, speak yeah. speaking of the, uh, the fucking, that being a PS4 thing... With the whole PS5 out and the Series X, mm -hmm. all these scalpers. Like I was talking to my buddy today on a, we we're like doing some school project, but we were, we kind of mentioned it. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, there's people on Kijiji and Calgary and like Facebook Marketplace charging like a thousand dollars for an Xbox or PS5. Yeah. And the like, worst thing is, people will fucking pay it. Like yeah. the scalpers succeed because people buy it. It's like what you don't need it that yeah. badly. <laughs> wait a couple months they're not it's not like a yeah. single release it's fucking xbox and playstation they're yeah coming. yeah no if it like man yeah if it was limited run and it's like you're gonna have to like just buy it secondhand eventually like yeah. don't get me wrong you're probably paying more of a a premium buying it right off the bat like i remember like fucking amiibo like those little nintendo figurines yeah like yeah, yeah. Yeah, demand for them was so high, and scalpers were making a, a fuck ton off them. And it's like, what? Why? Just wait for production to catch back up. Something like the uh, classic consoles, like the NES Classic and stuff, those were limited run. And it's like, eventually they did like get some more restock, but production did eventually end. And it's like you probably paid more back then because everyone was in a rush to get them. Yeah. Whereas if you just like waited a bit for them to like restock. Or for it's the like, hype to die down. Yeah, then you can get it secondhand at a lower price because less people are looking for them. Or you just get a store. I was able to walk into a store and just get mine. I didn't have to, like, you know, hit F5 on Amazon constantly yeah. or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, no, scalpers get away with it because people keep fucking buying it. It's like, why? Like, is it a Christmas gift? Just tell your kid to fucking wait. Yeah, like, just be so. like, look, son, I want to teach you a lesson. Yeah, right? I feel like it's Don't a problem with parenting. Don't fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like, I get that your kid might be disappointed, but it's like, look, son, daughter, whoever. <clears throat> like, people are, are being just completely, like, rude to everyone else by buying these things and marking them up. Like, obviously explain it in a way that a kid understands. It's Patience like, is these a people, virtue. <laughs> yeah, these people are trying to rip others off, and we're not going to let them do that to us so we're going to wait and then i'll get it for you in like february or whatever 
Yeah. <laughs> the bad man is charging more money. Yeah. No, it's just like what what's the big yeah, deal? I don't you know? know? <laughs> like like I got my PS5 just through a genuine pre-order. If I didn't, I would have waited. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Like, what are you so desperate to play? Like de- Demon Souls? Go fucking get your PS3 and play it. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a, like, I get it's a remaster. I get people want to play the remaster, but it's like, uh, just kind of generally to the point of like, wh- what experience are you that desperate to play? Like, Miles Morales is on PS4. Demon Souls is on PS3. Like, wh- Astro's Playroom? Are you that desperate to play Astro's fucking yeah. Playroom? Well, uh, yeah, I was about like, to say, like, the majority of people that are going to get a PS5 probably already have a PS4. Like, yeah, or, or like, an Xbox One or whatever. Yeah. And even if you like, you're like, no, I, I want to play the latest, greatest, newest versions of these games. It's like, great. They're two games. Just play something else. The PS4 has been out for seven years. And yeah. I'm sure you've missed something along the line. It's like, just buy your time. Yeah. Or just wait. Months. Get just... through your backlog. Yeah. yeah. And then just buy, buy the PS5 when it comes out. Like, or when there's a stock, I mean. Like, it's not. You're not missing out on anything that huge or massive, you yeah. know? Like dumbass. The, yeah, like probably the biggest game coming out this year is Cyberpunk. That's a PS4 game. Well, well, that is if it comes out ever. If, if yes, yeah. <laughs> I feel like December 10th is gonna come and the game's just not gonna be out. They're not gonna have delayed it, but yeah, the game's yeah. just not gonna be yeah, yeah. out. It's gonna be like a whole Operation Health thing again. They don't announce anything until after the day it was supposed to be, like, out. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, so, um, it's not happening. <laughs> yeah, you know the, um, you know when you pre-order something, like, it gives you, like, that countdown? It's gonna hit zero, and then it's gonna go negative one, negative two, no, negative two. It's just gonna start counting, start counting up. up. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> she's gonna count back up seven years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was oh, actually God. it's fine. There was a game. I think it, what was it? It was okay. It was a cooking mama game that came out oh, like yeah. last year. Did you hear about this? Uh, I didn't hear about it. No. Okay, so it, I'm gonna try to talk about this to the best of my recollection. Basically, it was supposed to come out, and it didn't. And the developers oh didn't say anything. Like, it just, it passed its release date and didn't come out. Or, like, it came out in very limited quantities kind of thing. Like, I think, like, a few physical copies came out and then it was, like, pulled from the digital store and stuff. And after a little bit, the developers finally, like, came out. Uh, and they were like, yeah, we're, like, you know, still working on it or whatever. Turns out the game was a front for a cryptocurrency scam. Ah, beautiful, yes. Be connect. <laughs> it, it was it was wild. I actually I need to pull this up because it, it was the weirdest thing. IGN had a whole like saga about this. Like from when it was like announced to it than being a cryptocurrency scam. It was See, that's thing. that's the only downside of crypto is like there's there's a lot of benefit to it and then people just use it as like a way to scam people. Like like did you ever hear about BitConnect? Do you know what that is? I I know the meme from H3H3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically it was like touted as this like uh it was sort of pegged to to Bitcoin. And I think it was a way to be able to like use Bitcoin to pay for other things. Like I'll, I'll look it up just to make sure. But oh, okay. um, yeah, they had this like huge conference uh, 
open source cryptocurrency that was connected with the highly yield high yield uh, investment program BitConnect. Um, so yeah, I I don't really know what it was. I mean, really, what it was, it was a Ponzi scheme. They just had people like put in money, and and then they just took it. They just disappeared. But they had, <laughs> they had this like super cheesy fucking press conference or like uh event and yeah that's where the meme comes from the guy's just like hyping it up like yelling into the mic it's like what are you yelling about you literally have nothing to talk about you're just talking about like yeah invest with us and we'll do things and then they just they just left all right so here's what happened with uh cookie mama so uh it was supposed to come out uh it was briefly released on the nintendo's this was a nintendo switch game it was briefly released on the U.S. eShop for a few hours before being pulled from sale and then uh, scrubbed from Nintendo's digital store entirely. So it was out for a few hours and then pulled. It then appeared at some physical retailers. Amazon only listed third parties, uh, so apparently implying the retail giant has no copies at all. I'm reading from an IGN article. Um, while Target had some. Uh, Europe, you could not find any. So it was released digitally and then pulled and released physically in limited quantities. And it was apparently <laughs> because the game was using people's Nintendo Switches to mine cryptocurrency. Nah. And the, the developer denied this. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was the claim. So I don't know whatever happened there, but yeah. So... Uh, that, that's apparently a thing. Here's how Cooking Mama replied on Twitter. The internet is alive with rumors that Cooking Mama Cookstar contains hidden cryptocurrency slash blockchain capabilities that are causing the switch to overheat. This is absolutely incorrect. At Planet Entertainment, I assume that's the developer, we explored both blockchain technology and cryptocurrency tokens. We looked at these options as a means to allow players to trade in-game assets. However, we only explored the theory behind the concept, not the implementation. Cooking Mama Cookstar, nor any of our other titles in the past or near future, will utilize crypto technology. So they denied it, but they said they did look into using cryptocurrency to exchange in-game items. Yeah, so like, <laughs> in are, they Cooking Mama. are they then monetizing it on the back end? Like, <laughs> I don't know, but like, what, what are players trading that you're using cryptocurrency well, in a cooking mama yeah. game. I mean, technically, any currency within a video game is a like sort of a cryptocurrency. It's just not a blockchain currency. Sure, fair enough. But it's like like World of Warcraft, which has a massive like bidding house, like or or something like CS:GO. Like there are games that have huge in-game markets because they have a bunch of tradable items and stuff. Wait, what is cooking? What are you trading in Cookie Mama? That six-year-olds are like, gotta get on that blockchain. Gotta sell my frying pan. Yeah, I've... <laughs> it's oh just, it God. was such a weird, like, it seems like the most innocent game. And then to hear that it was being used for blockchain. Yeah, it just turns into, like, a digital fucking item marketplace for real money. Like, yeah, uh, wait, there was a game where... I heard about this some years ago. Some guy sold, like, a digital sword for, like, legitimately hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
because he that had it does on his not account. surprise i'm sure yeah. it was world of warcraft yeah <laughs> like uh here you know what no. let, me, let me look it up world of warcraft is just it's ridiculous how much and csgo csgo probably the the more modern uh example like it's amazing how much like their entire websites run off of just CSGO, CSGO trading. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, the, the amount of scams and shit behind that are entirely another thing. Um, yeah. It's, it's but. absolutely crazy. Planet Calypso. There is something sold for $6 million. Six what? million dollars for grinding what a game. game even? I, I don't even know. Even? I don't know. Who the fuck plays this game? Somebody plays this game. Please Planet tell me. Calypso? I've never heard of that. Is that like an Asian game? Because I know like a lot of games that are really big in Asia are like unknown here. I don't know. It sounds like it's a fucking game set in the Caribbean. Like Planet Calypso. Like it's a it fucking does. like uh, it Disney does. World yeah. for the Caribbean. <laughs> but no. Did it's... you ever play the Pirate? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's like a sort of sci-fi space game. Looks sort of Halo-y, but interesting. So I know, like, the reason I asked for this Asian, have you heard of the first-person shooter Crossfire? Um, sounds familiar. I don't know if I've ever actually like really seen it. Yeah, pretty much no one here plays it. Um, and it's the most played first-person shooter in the world. It like it it's far beyond Call you said of Duty. Crossfire? Because Yeah. And the reason I believe is because it's big in China. Like China just yeah. has such a massive population that like if something is big in China, it's yeah. by default yeah. one of the biggest in the yeah. world. China does anything, it's like, well, it's the world record. It's the biggest thing. It's like Yeah. Okay. What about the rest of the world? <laughs> <laughs> it's like WeChat. Like WeChat, barely anyone here uses it. And it's like one of the one of, if not the most used messaging app in the world. Yeah, Probably like maybe behind Facebook. This literally yeah, just, it just looks like a Chinese knockoff of CS. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, just like, it just looks like a, a CS knockoff with poopy graphics. So here's the interesting thing. So they are releasing a Western version of their game. Um, it's a PC and Xbox exclusive, and. I guess because they're going for a Western market, they saw like demand for like a single player mode. So they have a campaign that's being developed by Remedy, who are the developers of Mad Max, Alan Wake, Control. Mm. Like they're now doing a first person shooter campaign for the biggest FPS game in the world. So you will probably start to hear about it once it comes out. Um, but until now, yeah, it's had like, very this little game kind of looks cool but guess who one of the biggest who one of the publishers is chinese company tencent yes yeah because no, why, why would they not be part of that no it's they literally it's a everything <laughs> it's a big game in china of course tencent publishes it tencent just like what does tencent not own like i don't know okay really quickly about planet calypso because i stopped under their website you can yeah. legitimately buy real estate in the game. You have to purchase <laughs> in-game currency to then purchase yeah. real estate in the game. What the fuck is this game? 
You know another one? EVE Online. EVE Online is one of those games that I just hear once in a while. And whenever I hear about it, it's like, yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars in spaceships have been destroyed in a massive battle. It's yeah. like, what? I never hear anyone talk about this. Like, what? how is it this big? Yeah, I saw, I saw like uh, some like trailer or something for it a little while. Like, I don't even remember why. I think it was an ad and I was like, oh, this game looks cool. And then like people were talking about it. It was like almost like a documentary type thing. And they're like, yeah, like I've been playing it for like 10 years or whatever. I'm like, what? I've never heard of this game. I thought it was new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's 2003. like... 2003. No one's ever heard of this game. What, EVE Online or Calypso? EVE Online. I know it's a little bit more yeah. known, but what the fuck? Yeah, no, maybe it's just our group because our group is largely like console people and EVE Online yeah. is a PC game. But like, I don't know, those games like EVE Online... World of Warcraft, whatever this plant Calypso is, it's like they have such massive audiences and people that pay like or, or, or virtual markets, I should say, that are worth millions of dollars. And it's just you never hear people mention them. Like they're never in discussion. They're kind of just always there in the background. Yeah. On the topic of China though, fucking mm. they we were talking about this earlier, but like uh I saw there's like a documentary called 76 Days coming out mm -hmm. actually like pretty soon and it was just like mm. basically an mtv first off mtv fucking creating anything yeah. in 2020 yeah. is ridiculous <laughs> was an mtv documentary on uh just the outbreak in wuhan and like <laughs> could you imagine like so did they did they send a crew out there in like i guess early like november or whatever just to like film it just to be like this is crazy let's let's see what this does <laughs> i get yeah it's like because i was saying it's like the circumstance under which they produce that documentary like if you filmed it in wuhan like to my knowledge it has not been a significant problem in wuhan at least not to the to level hasn't that it was earlier reported. this year <laughs> hasn't been sure. reported because china sure. is so funny enough china really quick china fucking they they were at like eighty thousand uh like cases a day or whatever and then in like yeah. three or four days this went nope zero we have none there's no cases anymore it's like right. you're lying <laughs> <laughs> all right but yes like as far as we're aware like earlier this year was when it was the worst like december through like you know february march whatever yeah. um so it's like you sent a crew out there when it was just like a relatively small scale of like shaking china to its absolute core but like globally was barely a blip and it was like man the circumstances under which that movie was made versus the circumstances under which it's being released now yeah <laughs> like I, I wonder i wonder if they changed anything like while editing the film to make it reflect chinese, yeah 100 the chinese government was like no 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 this is the amount that you can show and this is the amount that you filmed <laughs> well they have no ability to do that if it's an american produced film they they probably or just like or like outside no if it's they can stop it from being distributed within china but if if somebody flies to china i i guess i say american because mtvs distribution rights i don't actually know who produced it but if you have somebody come into your country film stuff and then leave that country they have no control over it like it's they have nothing um they might limit the distribution within china but i wonder 
if they're releasing it still just as a documentary of here's what happened in China, or if like it, it's been retooled to kind of more broadly reflect like how that led to a global pandemic. Like I wonder if the vision for the film shifted yeah. at all. My but, my um, guess would be like it's uh it's probably like they focus really heavily on like sort of how it started and like how it got to be a mm -hmm. global pandemic. And then the mm -hmm. ending will be like sort of scenes of like, you know, he outbreak in Italy, outbreak sure, here and now sure. in America and it'll yeah. be like it'll sort of be left open ended like uh well you guys know the rest sort of thing. It, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I was kind of wondering as well, like, I think a lot of people were like, how long is it going to be until somebody makes something COVID related, either a documentary or like a, a, a drama or something, just like some sort of media about COVID. Apparently, we don't even get out of the pandemic and it's yeah. already happening. So <laughs> it's yeah. a real time. I mean, to be fair, the movie Contagion is like a pretty good, like, uh, I haven't seen a visual of what COVID literally is and it was made in mm. like what 2008 or something 2010 maybe that's the is that the matt damon film yeah matt damon lawrence fishburne okay. yeah but dude like because i <laughs> i watched at the beginning of the beginning of the pandemic because i was like you know what i'm in the mood it's covid you this and is... everyone else you and everyone <laughs> yeah. else but i see i feel like half the people either they half the people watched it because they were scared they're like oh, i wonder if it's gonna be like this and then the other half <laughs> people were like you know what there's a pandemic going on. This is a movie about a pandemic. <laughs> it seems seems topical. And so they watch it. But dude, it is scary how close it is. Like it's mm. weird. It's like uh cuz at the end of the at the end of the movie they like show you exactly how it started cuz it's like a, throughout the movie it's sort of like uh patient zero is like kind of a foggy like they don't know who it was. They're like, "Well, we know it came from this area." And then at the end they like show, you know, hindsight of like where it started and it's like fucking wet market bat like another animal and you're like what 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 i mean it's it's happened before and it was yeah. predicted to happen again it's like it's almost like there were people who studied these things and saw it coming it's mind-blowing yo it's like wild you know you know what's crazy and i feel like it's just like this is just 2020 as a year but uh like cold wars like call, call of duty cold wars marketing has been mm -hmm. like throughout uh um if you don't know your history you're doomed to repeat it sort of thing and it's like mm -hmm. why does that hit so hard like this mm -hmm. year because it's mm -hmm. like the fucking with the election and like all of these like sort of societal tensions and then there's covid mm -hmm. and it's like dude it's like everything just lines up with it it's fucking crazy i would imagine that's very intentional yeah yeah, yeah. yeah obviously yeah but, like, the thing is, like, they, they were doing that marketing. Well, I guess it probably was, like, yeah. Cold War was announced pretty late in the year. Like, yeah. usually CODs are announced in, like, May or June, aren't they? And this was announced, what, in August? Late July? Something like that? Well, like, they, they were, I think they had announced that, yeah, we're making another Black Ops game. But then, out uh, like, from that, they were, like, The actual reveal. Yeah, 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 thing, yeah. Like, the actual trailer. It was pretty, like, the, the marketing campaign, yeah, basically, yeah. was I pretty think, late I think it's in the year. I think it's because, like, sort of their, like, some of their, you know, the end bit of their development. And, like, I'd imagine their marketing mm. plan was de delayed because of COVID. Um, mm. But, yeah, it is <laughs> it is just, like, sort of crazy how that. That, you know obviously it's intentional but like that was just their marketing mm -hmm. campaign that they were like you know what this makes sense for cold war and 
it's like it just makes sense in the entire scope of the world right now mm-hmm. yeah have you played the campaign for cold war i haven't yet i was uh i was thinking about it and then i was talking to somebody yesterday um and because like i obviously have the, the pc on the way and apparently there's like some bugs with the campaign where like shit happens um mm. but i was like you know what you know what i'm gonna wait till i have the pc i'm gonna turn on ray tracing and all that shit and play it in like mm. the maximum sort of fidelity and then mm. hopefully by then you know the bugs will be fixed but i have two th- well the reason i asked um was because uh, i heard apparently this campaign was developed by raven like i knew raven worked on this game in some capacity but i wasn't sure in like what that capacity was apparently they did the campaign which means it's the first raven developed campaign so i'm interested well, in solely for raven that. right because i think raven helped with ghost oh did they yeah i'm pretty sure raven was like a oh, support okay. studio on a few cods but i don't I, let me i knew they i knew they were a support studio but i guess i never knew in what capacity but yeah i, I guess i would assume that this is their first like campaign that they've led development on but the other thing i wanted to mention because you said you heard it had bugs it feels like a lot of games coming out this fall are really buggy like i've heard watchdogs legion is extremely buggy assassin's creed valhalla uh spider-man miles morales i could say from my own experience is surprisingly buggy i feel like all these developers really just rush to get their game out the door to get it there like at or very close to the launch of the new systems yeah i feel like all of these games could have used like another like month or two you know like just to iron out the bugs because yeah like the first spider-man i never had any bugs but miles morales i've experienced several i've seen a lot of like posts online there's one bug where you can turn into random items around the city like any Uh, item your character just yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. So somebody posted a video where they were swinging around as like a heating lamp, like yeah, the kind of I've, heating I've lamps you that. would see on like a restaurant patio. Yeah, and yeah, like Watchdogs Legion, I've like just seen and heard of a myriad of bugs. It's just man, they they all could have just used a a, a bit more time because it seems pretty consistent across the board that like most of these games are like eh, n- not in the best uh, state. I think that's the second funniest thing to come out of the Miles Morales game is the object well, thing because I I've, I've seen, I saw one where this dude was just like a chunk he was just like a slab of snow and he was just fucking <laughs> swinging around the city but the fir- the funniest one is that fucking idiot who reviewed it and he was like yeah I love how it makes me feel the swag of a uh, young African American teen in New York I it's like oh my I God. haven't heard that but I keep seeing everyone on Reddit they're like oh. This is the exaggerated swagger of a team. I'm like, where, where does this come from? You have you just look it up because it's the fucking okay. cringiest review. <laughs> like, okay. This dude is just like out of nowhere, just offhand comment, boom, and you're like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's bad. But have you uh, played it all yet? I haven't. Um, I I don't know. I'll probably I'll probably get it eventually, but. I've just been like super busy with school that I'm just like, yeah, I don't really have time. And uh, you know, the yeah. recent purchase of a twenty two hundred dollar PC is kind of fucked. Yeah, honestly, get on it. Like, 
the first Spider-Man, here's the thing I love about PlayStation games. They always drop in price. Like Nintendo games, you might get a sale like once a year, but they never actually drop in price. Like they are still selling like Breath of the Wild, a nearly four-year-old game, $80. PlayStation games, not nah. like they, they all drop to like $20. Even like their best ones, like God of War, Spider-Man, Horizon, like you can get them everything all in for like 20 bucks i think spider-man might be 30 with the dlc but like and then they when they go on sale like horizon zero dawn complete edition all the dlc was 10 bucks on black friday it's like that is a ridiculous value yeah so miles morales it'll go on sale and honestly it's not a super long game i enjoyed it but i don't know that i'd say it's worth 65 dollars. not only because it's short but because the city is like 95% a cut and paste of the first game. It's like, if it was completely new, that might be different, but it's like, well, it's the same open world for the most part. Like, yeah, all the content is new, but there's so little of it. that it's like, I don't know. I I don't necessarily feel like it's a $65 game. Um, I enjoyed it, but I'm also getting a lot of replay value out of it because to get the platinum, you have to be it on New Game Plus. So that's two playthroughs on PS4 and on PS5. So it's like, I'm getting a lot of time out of it. If you're literally just going to do one run through of it, I, I don't think it's a $65 game. So I wouldn't say you're really losing out by waiting for a sale, pick it up when it's, you know, 20 bucks. I feel like that is a lot of single player games. Like I'm not paying full price for a fucking maybe two playthroughs. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it depends on, like, for something like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's an open-world game, but a very small open-world game. It's not like The Witcher or Ghost of Tsushima or something like that, like, or Horizon, where you have a lot of content. For something that's more palatable, like, I don't know, like The Last of Us Part Two, that was, like, a 20-hour game. Like, the original Spider-Man was probably around, like, 25 hours if you're doing everything. I don't mind paying full price for those games if they're like fully unique new experiences. Miles Morales is not a full price game, but even for $65, I just feel like between the world being a repeat and the game being so short, like I, I played through pretty much the entire campaign in one day when I was on my second playthrough and just doing the campaign missions. Like it's like a seven hour story like it's short and then the side content does not add that much more like for for a single playthrough doing everything i i can't see anyone taking longer than like 14 hours something like that yeah <clears throat> so we got anything else to talk about <laughs> gosh um ba 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 I don't know what's uh I'm trying to think what's been happening Black Friday Black Friday is the thing that just happened did you do any Black Friday shopping um did I I yes but was your computer a Black Friday thing yes that is true too. yeah so I had two things okay. two things yeah did the computer and did uh Christmas shopping right yes have you seen this picture <laughs> I have to fucking show this to you. Uh, it's like on Reddit, and uh, I'll, I'll post it in the the Facebook chat. <laughs> Somebody, have you ever seen Pan's Labyrinth? 
I have not, but I with know the, of it. Yeah, with the so there's like the dude with the the fucking hands in his eyes. Oh or, god, uh, is this the, the U.S. senator? The Mitch is McConnell. This the US? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I it's so couldn't. accurate. Yeah, is he? he it's the face? chin. The yeah. chin. Just, yeah, his, yeah, the chin and the mouth. The dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're making really, the exact same like expression with their mouth as well. Yeah, he really. They. I'm pretty sure he was the fucking actor hilarious. for the pale man fucking hilarious yeah i haven't seen that movie uh unfortunately i haven't seen a lot of um del toro's uh movies i've seen pacific rim and i've seen shape of water and i think that's shape about of water is fantastic shape of water was very good maybe not the best movie to watch with my parents but very good <laughs> i mean i guess but it's not that bad it's not it's not um not as bad wait, wait as, hold uh, on hold on you've never seen sicario sicario wasn't uh del toro benicio del toro a different del toro oh, guillermo what? del toro oh Gu- uh, guillermo. Yeah, yeah 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 you're right you're right yeah because guillermo is the one that directed pan's labyrinth right and okay. all those other movies no different I, I don't know if they're related in any way um but no i have seen sicario which uh, speaking of directors Dennis Villeneuve, who I'm sure I just butchered his name, fucking what one of the best directors working right now. Wait, like, hold on. Have you never seen The Hobbit? Uh, also not Del Toro, but also no. What? It says he's he's a director. He was originally he was originally the director, but he left the project and Jackson took over. Peter oh, Jackson. really? Because he's still credited on all of the all of the movies. <laughs> Is he? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, because he he left midway through production, and so Peter Jackson came in to finish the work, and that's why the Hobbit movies were kind of such a mess, yeah. because Peter Jackson's vision for them was very different from Del Toro's, and Warner Brothers, like, I, I think moved the deadline a bit, but otherwise did not give Jackson the time he needed, so he kind of just needed to work with what Del Toro had done and make something out of it. And so, yeah, those those Hobbit movies were kind of a mess. I read that apparently at one point, I forget which Hobbit movie it was for, but they were filming a big fight scene and they didn't even know what they were filming. They were just kind of filming it for the sake of filming it. And they didn't, like, they didn't know what it was for or what they were doing kind of thing. It was just like, yeah, we have a fight scene, so let's just film people fighting, I guess. <laughs> and they had no clear nice. direction. Directing. And at that point, they... <laughs> Yeah, at that point, they just they had to go on hiatus and figure out what the fuck they were doing. Mm. So that's why those movies were a mess is because you had two directors' visions. You know what movie is not a mess and Guillermo del Toro is accredited on? Kung mm. Fu Panda 2. What? <laughs> yeah, he's credited For what? I, I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's funny that a man of his stature <laughs> did a movie like, uh, well, like that's... Kung Fu Panda that's what surprised me about fucking um george miller the guy who did mad max he also did uh fucking happy feet it's like really the same guy that that did the mad max movies did happy dude it's funny it's funny seeing like either like really sort of like tough guy actors doing like soft roles or like directors completely shifting like yeah yeah it's like you you went from fucking like I mean, I guess Fury Road was after Happy Feet, but it's like the same guy that did like, here are a bunch of giant vehicles barreling down the desert, exploding, tumbling over each other, like 
but going to hear some penguins like singing and dancing <laughs> it's like what i'm not gonna lie he, amazing movie i was gonna say he does both of them well like versatile director it's just it's such a a change of pace i kind of i kind of get that same when you were talking about actors i get that with like jk simmons as well or it's like i see him mm -hmm. in whiplash as like this complete hard ass and then i see him in legend of Korra. it's like so you went from like being this like abusive teacher who is like physically and emotionally abusing his students to being a mentor in a kid's show it's like what <laughs> i feel like uh the rock and vin diesel are both also like mm -hmm. that they like are normally yeah. like just like i mean they pretty much always play the same character but like the they rock play themselves did, yeah, yeah the rock did like the tooth fairy and john cena or, yeah uh, not john cena um john cena is also kind of one of those people but he is um, yeah vin diesel did, uh, the pacifier right that was the movie you know? Yeah, John Cena in Bumblebee was just fucking hilarious. How like hell? over the top he was. Bumblebee, oh, like the Transformers like the... spinoff. Oh my with god, Haley Steinfeld. I've never actually seen that movie yet. Actually, watch it. It is. It's the one Transformers movie. Like Transformers One is worth a watch. And that's and it. then two, three, four, five are all a waste of time. And then Bumblebee is worth a watch. Yeah, like that's like. Don't get me wrong. Personally, I didn't hate number three. I would yeah, probably yeah, yeah. say, like, of the main five Transformers movies, for me, it goes, like, number one, number three, and then the rest are, like, six feet under. Um, yeah, in the but, grave, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but Bumblebee is actually genuinely good because it's much smaller in scope. There's, like, three, like, Transformers that matter, basically. Like, it's Bumblebee and a couple Decepticons, so it's much smaller scale. And it, it tells a more, like, intimate story that's focused on these characters while also not compromising on the action like i'm, I'm not gonna spoil it but like there's like a, a big like battle moment obviously because it's transformers but the big battle at the end of the movie has probably the best fight choreography of any transformers movies like don't get me wrong that's the one thing transformers does well is it's just eye candy of like here's robots fighting and blasting each other bumblebee actually did like really genuinely cool choreography not mm -hmm. just as like eye candy like i like big robots fighting it's actually fucking cool to like watch how the robots are like moving and stuff like it yeah. like a lot of thought clearly went into uh that scene i would i would that's sort of like uh it. the andrew garfield spider-mans where like mm. i mean they get a bad rap because the story is not good <laughs> the actors themselves mm -hmm. are great but their choreography like the fight scenes probably the best out of any spider-man franchise mm. like they're insane i honestly don't recall them well but i i, I, I need to rewatch him i am gonna take back what i said about john cena playing the same person every time this man mm. has depth he needs to win an oscar he's been in bumblebee blockers playing with fire the marine train wreck suicide squad ferdinand which is some animated fucking movie about ferdinand the bull this man Doolittle, oh, yeah, daddy's that. home the wall this man You're forgetting the big talented. one fred the movie exactly. do you remember fred i've do you only remember seen fred? the first one but 
This is what I'm saying. I've not seen any John of them. John Cena is the best actor we have ever witnessed. <laughs> he is the most well-rounded human being ever. <laughs> he's rich. He's nice. He's jacked. He's the best yeah. actor. I feel like that's a consistent thing. It's the same with The Rock. Like, The Rock just seems like the friendliest dude ever. Like, at least with, like, how he portrays himself in public. I've never, like, heard a bad thing or a controversial thing about The Rock. Like, it's just, he just seems like a good dude. Ryan Reynolds as well. Like, honestly, can we, like, I, I feel like it's so... I don't know if important is the right word, but you could almost say important. Like with the with how much influence celebrities have on people, I am very glad that like the two consistently most like highest paid actors in Hollywood, like The Rock and Ryan Reynolds, like they're consistently amongst, if not the two highest paid actors. I think Mark Wahlberg is generally the highest paid. Uh, honestly, it depends on the year. I know Robert Downey Jr. was number yeah. one for a while. I think this most recent year, it was The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. But I think if you look at top tens over the last few years, yeah, Mark Wahlberg will also be there. But they just seem like such genuine, nice people. Like, they, they just seem very friendly. They, like, are, are constantly uh, doing charity-related activities. Like, they just seem like good people. And it's nice that two of the biggest names in such an influential industry are setting such a good example hmm yeah okay apparently john cena is credited on thor ragnarok <laughs> apparently he is in thor ragnarok uh, there's a what? scene where where there's some there's like a three-headed figure standing behind korg and okay. speculations say the three heads are kevin feige john cena and luke hemsworth apparently <laughs> that is amazing see this is what i'm saying he's got range depth he does that's it all great that's great oh my yeah, god i actually enjoy it. it's like it's definitely him <laughs> is is it like his likeness like it's like they used his face yeah he's just like molded <laughs> onto a character <laughs> that's hilarious they're just these people are just enjoyable to watch as well. Like The Rock, I've never not enjoyed The Rock in a movie. Even if he's always playing the same character. I mean, here's the thing. The Rock, to me, even in a movie that's not good, he's still enjoyable to watch because I just like his personality. Like, I just like his, the energy he the brings to the film. incredibly cheesy cheese that he brings to the every film he's in. It's just, it's funny. I mean, granted, I probably haven't seen the worst of the worst. Wait, hold on. Have you um, seen Jumanji? I've seen Jumanji. I really liked J him in Jumanji. See, Jumanji wasn't bad, but oh my god, it's a cheesy fucking film. <laughs> I didn't even... Jumanji, I liked. I didn't like the second one as much, but to me... Oh my god, they I have seen just, the second one. <laughs> to me, they were both just enjoyable popcorn flicks because they had solid casts. Like, Karen Gillan, Dwayne Johnson... Jack Black and Kevin Hart, and I loved the chemistry between them. Yeah, I just, I, I really liked it. I didn't, yeah, didn't care for the second one as much, but I, I really, sorry, I guess technically the third one, but of the rebooted Jumanji. Oh, rebooted. Yeah, okay. Technically, technically, the it Dwayne Johnson one was a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Technically, Hardly, that was the second but one. But yes. Of the rebooted Jumanji films, yeah, I, I strongly preferred the first. But uh, no, I, th I enjoyed both of them and I 
I think the the cast are absolutely what make that film. That is or true. those films, I should say. All right. Well, uh, we're hitting an hour here. Okay. I think it's time to cool. wrap it up. Sounds good. Thank you guys for watching and or listening, or I guess in the other order. Thank you for listening, or if you're on YouTube, watching, because um, we do post all of our episodes uh, on YouTube now, on our YouTube channel, The Jungle Podcast. Same thing everywhere. Um, Steven, you got any last final words to tell everyone? Uh, follow us be, on Instagram. Be, be safe. Be safe. Oh, okay. Yeah, follow us on... Oh, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> you usually do that. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, what can I say? I never do an outro. I don't know. Be safe. Don't be one of those people that's going to a thousand-person anti-mask protest. Mm, yes, well said. And with those final words, with that said, mm. have a good day. See ya.